I find it incredibly ironic that we ended last week's episode with John taking a bath because this week I was hoisted upon fate's uh, deft dagger and we were without water from the time I got home yesterday (laughs) until like midday today. So I was bone dry for, you know, over 14 hours. I told you, all you have to do is call me. I'll pee on you anytime. Uh, well, here's the problem. I was peeing on things, and I couldn't get rid of it. So we were storing all of our materials because we couldn't flush the friggin' toilet, which, oh yeah, last God. night was delightful. So I didn't shower. And then I exercised yesterday, and I did my normal uh, exercise here today, and I smell like... Uh, I could knock a buzzard off of a gut wagon right now. I'm just going to tell you that. So you're, uh, I didn't, I wasn't able to eat anything <laughs> because I was scrambling around. So I was throwing popcorn in my face to try to make sure that I was at least cognizant. Uh, but your so swamp good ass day. has swamp ass. Man, it. it I'm oh. telling you, uh, I'm fairly certain my pants could just stand up on their own, uh, and well, I, mean, I right wouldn't now. have too much. You have to change them as well. Just because you can't shower doesn't mean you just wear the same pants. Uh, again, I'm a free perspirer, friend. I'm not sure if you're aware. I have to change pants like every 20 minutes just to make sure I don't look like I pissed myself. Yeah, that's you'd be fair. sweating in an igloo. Yeah, Indeed, yes. So that's my day. We'll get the <laughs> how is everybody off the, uh, the start here. I guess Good I, answer, Michael. Okay, uh, yeah. I had to pull my... We had a COVID scare. Uh, I had to pull my daughter out, uh, stepdaughter out of school. Um, but other than that, it's, it's been okay, I guess. Who's, who scared her? The what? Who scared her? COVID. COVID. Oh, I thought COVID <laughs> didn't exist in Gilbert. Yeah, that's what they call their kids nowadays. It's like, the Khaleesi, say, would... it's like Khaleesi and all that other stuff when Game of Thrones is popular. Now that all their kids are named COVID. If Alicia Silverstone can name a kid Bear Blue, I wouldn't put it past some asshole to name their kid Corona. <laughs> if Kanye and Kardashian were still together, it'd be it'd be coming down the pipeline pretty Absolutely. soon. Absolutely, or, or maybe you know the Pete Davidson spawn with Kim will will still get to be Corona Kardashian, and I would be oh, elated skeet. to see that. Do you think that the government planted the Will Smith slap to cover up all the <laughs> drama from the Kardashian West? <laughs> you know what? That's my head cannon. That's what I'm gonna believe now. I'm not like getting it. behind this at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, Chris Rock's new kid after this is going to be Corona Rock, so it's it's going to be good. Personally, I think he should have grabbed his dick and twisted it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's Call been back. well documented, unfortunately. <laughs> and if you feel like you've just had your dick grabbed and twisted uh, <laughs> by the eternal... Behold! Behold! <laughs> this is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. We're bringing it back. Courtney Ooh. was not here through the Beholt era, and I feel like she missed out. What was? Oh, it was the uh, the All Star lyrics, right? Huh? Is that where we huh? got Beholt from? No, it was um, no, no, no. Andrew. Oh, Jackson. yes, it was. Yes, no, it was from Beholt. It was uh, the the, uh, the by translation the eternal is from Andrew Jackson, but yes, oh, okay. Beholt is from the Smash Mouth. Bad interpretation. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Beholt. Beholt. <laughs> You are the cash money. <laughs> God damn it. Get hey, paid. You, you manifested this out into the world because I was perfectly fine keeping it just to the podcast. You made it a very popular TikTok, so that's what you get.
Are you gaslighting her? <laughs> yeah, that's not a very popular TikTok one. Well, one, we're not very popular. Um, <laughs> hey, we have people that sometimes skip the episodes we present. They download mm-hmm. and move on with their lives, which is all we can ask of people. Just download it. Which is the analytic <laughs> version of a pity fuck. <laughs> It's like, I'm not going to listen to this trash, but I'll download it. We also have people who just skip in general for certain people's presentations. And uh, so, yeah, we'll just. Yeah, no, I understand. Courtney is on the call, Shane. No, dude, I'm referring to me because if you watch our numbers, yeah, uh, we we have a McDonald's thing happening. It's golden arches. But uh, anywho, speaking of golden arches that don't excite John, what we typically do. (laughs) on this glorious little show is that we will delve into random esoteric nonsense and in the course of explaining it to one another we lie occasionally it's it's fun it's delightful in fact it's fun for the whole family because we are a completely clean and non-sophomoric podcast god God fearing as well don't forget indeed yes (laughs) we uh espouse so many christian ethics on this particular show and uh so uh, welcome, all of you, lovely God lovers. You. <laughs> so I find it interesting uh, on Luke Ooh, eleven really? ten. Yeah, I didn't know you could read, but uh... oh, it was read to him by his uh, pastor. I got the yeah. audio book of the Bible. I'm glad that we all stayed in character for this bit. <laughs> Charlton Heston performs the Bible. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So, this evening, we're going to have a lot of Jesus talk. I mean, uh, no. Yeah, TikToks. No. I'm scared. I saw pictures that Courtney sent in chat. (laughs) And the the pictures that she sent in chat just made me feel like it's going to be a tough go. It makes me feel like Shane's retaliatory episode is uh, long overdue at this point. Well, uh, it's still wow. in the barrel. That is the one I have prepared so that I can continue to do research. So well, it's happening. I'm excited. I have not forgotten. That is one thing that I will not forget. Uh, it would be very difficult, too. It's made an impact on so many. I mean, on the whole, I think it's going to be pretty big. Uh, I so couldn't confused. agree. <laughs> Much confused. Little excite. Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> This mango chainsaw is fantastic, by the way. Oh, and since I'm I'm on the endorsement route, since I just heard us do it <laughs> for an hour, that uh, that was a decent amount of work to go back and. So if you notice, our downloads took a, a decent spike. It was me <laughs> cutting oh, our things back together. Michael was just like, I got all excited. I'm like, oh New man. Oh. Again, with the your Miss Lovitz just waiting for a customer. Indeed, to eat your filthy meat pie. Ooh, wait, watch your rest, watch your hurry. You gave me such a fright, I thought you were a ghost. They you, haven't seen it. You all haven't committed Sweeney Todd to memory? I've uh, seen it, I, I just don't know it by heart. I was fucking obsessed with Sweeney Todd. I couldn't agree more. I have vinyl of Sweeney Todd, as well you know, with Angela Lansbury playing uh, Mrs. Lovett, and it's delightful. <sighs> She's a gem. I agree. I got my heart broken because a musical that's been teased to me a, a, a few times over the years is coming. Murder, to she sang. Yes. Uh, no, it, Hades Town <laughs> uh-huh. uh, is coming to Gamage this month, and I we found out 
way too late. So now even like nosebleed balconies are like over a hundred and ten dollars a ticket. Yikes! Um, so we're not going. But it looks like a great show. You know, for the absolute lack of sophisticants that exist in this particular state, I am amazed they can continue to charge that much for musical theater. Oh, it's <laughs> hard to get tickets to Gamage for a reasonable price. Can't you guys hook it up for us? I could. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, you just got to tell me when you want to go to things, because I'm not a mind reader, contrary to what <laughs> Melissa might think. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rely on you then. Please, let me know. Anyway. Staff hashtag staff discount. Michael can give you pizzas. <laughs> I can give you tickets. Stop in for pizzas and uh, listen. If you're getting yeah. me a good discount on an expensive ticket, I will lady in the tramp a piece of hungry Howie's pizza with you. Mm. It's well, going to be really sloppy, just how you like it. Well, that's that's the only way to eat a pizza. And we'll make it the we'll do it this disgusting way that Michael does it with like cinnamon and stuff. So, uh, Melissa, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm I'm making the vomit noise in my head only. <laughs> <laughs> and just so you know further, that noise exists in his head, and so does a lot of ice cream. What? Porn. Pornography, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since we've had to shield... <laughs> <laughs> what we were talking about that, yeah, I forgot that bit entirely until trying, this moment. I was so. trying to be nice. To Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Again, it's been a hot minute since we brought porn into the conversation. So <laughs> We had a good run. I got shakes going all through me. Uh, speaking of which, uh, since we're just going to derail and Courtney's never going to get this episode off the ground, uh, <laughs> Melissa came back from a comic con, which again reminds me to plug Phoenix Fan Fusion at the end of May. Y'all need to come see us. Allegedly. <laughs> You're not helping our cause here, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying to make sure that we aren't just talking to ourselves when we go to this thing. So help me out here. Just pretend Patrick, it's happening. But that's Patrick, what we're if used you're out to. there listening. <laughs> I'm sure Patrick's going to be there regardless. I hope you are, buddy. I really do. I love you, Patrick. I do. Uh, intensely and in ways that I wasn't aware that a man could actually reach me. But uh, Oh, my God. Wow. Anyway, uh, right so Melissa brought me back some um, special new underwear. Ooh. And I want to share this with all of you because it requires it. Uh, there's Ghostbusters-themed underwear, which made me think back to our Halloween song, because on the front of it, in the crotch, where the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and the ghost insignia are fighting, there's a goose sign that says, Bustin' makes me feel good. Oh, no. <laughs> so whatever she might say, Melissa is both in on the joke and encouraging me. I, so, yeah. I heartily improve. There's also a Beetlejuice one approved. that ha says it's showtime over the crotch. Uh, and then the one that John will appreciate the most out of this entire bit. And the only reason I brought it up is because there's a Lord of the Rings themed one that says on the front, and my sword, or you have my sword. <laughs> my so. axe! <laughs> so, I don't know why I decided that was the bit that I was going to die with, but... It's I it's like yours, it. died in the wool. It, it really is mine. <laughs> you don't choose your bits that you die with. 
the bits choose you. Indeed. The bit chooses the wizard, yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- speaking of things that are dying with particular bits, Courtney, what are we talking about this evening as I watch you just <laughs> <laughs> suffer through us rambling? Well, I'm just thinking, like, you guys get to derail. I saw two pizza robots today, and those make me scream with joy every time I see them rolling down the street. It Is that just, a derogatory I- term? Yes, that's what they call drivers nowadays. (laughs) No! (laughs) Yeah, our AI immigrant population are now referred to as pizza robots. (laughs) We're coining that term. No, 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 no. You're talking about the little robots near the campus? Yes. Yes, they have delivery. I'm being a jackass because I've never seen one. I didn't know it was a thing. What? You've I didn't never know this seen. Thing. I'll send you a video They're, of one. I they are absolutely <laughs> adorable. I do greet them as I walk by them. We do live in the Jetsons-like future because not only are there those, we have the um, completely robotic vacuum cleaners at all of the campus locations as well in most instances. Names. So, yeah, our library at the end of the evening just <laughs> releases these weird little Roombas out into the world, and they're giant. It's like watching R2-D2 clean up the library. It's pretty disgusting, but uh, anyway. Do they usually yell, like, fly my pretties and start cackling or something like that? <laughs> We're not in Kansas anymore, Michael. Uh, that's true. <laughs> You were saying, Courtney, I'm sorry. I just, I'm so sad that John's never seen one, but there was a, we were driving down rural by the campus and there was a guy who biffed it on a skateboard, spilled his Dutch bros. That oh. made my heart sore. Oh and my then God, it's the best. a pizza robot rolled by and then I screamed and Jonah thought I was dying. And then the pizza robot almost took out a guy on a scooter and it was just the best yes. day of my life. <laughs> They're becoming sentient. They're tiring of everyone's bullshit. This, this is all today. Yes. And I, when they get stuck at a stoplight and they don't know, like, do I go? Do I not go? And they kind of like dance around. I just, I just love it so much. I give them okay, positive so take- affirmation. I'm like, you got this, buddy. I don't Come even on. know what this actually looks like, but I want you to know that that's Shane in the bathtub with a toaster in hand. <laughs> Come on, little buddy. You got do this. I stay or do I go now? <laughs> I, I'm going to send I'm you still... one right now. They make okay, me so please. happy. They're... I am still reeling from you saying grave little toaster last week. That's stuck <laughs> in the back of my head ever since. <laughs> You know, the sad uh, thing is is that all of these experiences are happening with Courtney, and there are still assholes on the Tempe campus filming themselves issuing bad pickup lines. And that's getting millions of views on YouTube. And yet so the pizza said- robots nearly causing someone to die are not being recorded. I feel like there's something really sad that there's little miniature Mars rovers delivering <laughs> fucking hungry so hours to people. It's cute. <laughs> It's it's so and they well, have little like, headlights and they're just so happy. I don't they'll, know. they'll sometimes I like, like rev at people. That actually happened to my stepdaughter when she was on campus. She's actually a little terrified of them because oh, she walked good. up to try and touch one and it turned at her and it revved on its back wheels. <laughs> I was like, you can't mess with them. They'll bite. <laughs> I just love the continual human experience of like, all right, so we've sent something a similar size to Mars and it's sending us information back and it's getting us so much yummy, juicy, scientific gobbledygook. How can I make this fucking deliver pizza to people instead? That's well, capitalism. one is important and one is on Mars. So like, yeah, take exactly. Your on. exactly. 
<laughs> well, it only takes 30 seconds to get there. So I'm sure I don't that know my heart would melt so the moment I... This. The, the moment... Oh, 30. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the moment I went on that one of these things, I'd probably fall in love with it because, you know... <laughs> so you're going to try to fuck it? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. <laughs> Rear up on those hind legs, baby. They've Let's only been around for a couple of years. I don't think they're old enough, John. Oh, that's like 26 and... Um, the robot years. <laughs> pizza box years pizza, pizza robot years well michael because uh stepdaughter is far too cumbersome a term for me to use i'm just gonna say Pornhub. so uh the next time that your Pornhub wants backyard taco just tell her that it only gets delivered in those little robots now and uh, see whether or not she's still game to get it that's fair like no it's not worth the cost corny is it gonna get less or more horny from here oh <laughs> Um, well, let's, let's just get into it and you can, you can decide because I believe in true love and I believe this game believes in true love and I'm really excited to share with you guys about Had a Full Boyfriend. Is this a comfy Ooh. game? Is or it a cozy what? game? A cozy game? No, it's a Dark Souls-like. Uh- <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> this is not um, from soft, it's from hard. <laughs> I think I might consider it a cozy game. Okay, cool. Man, um, you know, I'm also slacking on my pimping here because I didn't say we lie, but we also tell you what we lied about at the end of the episode <laughs> so you don't leave disinformed in case this is your first rodeo with us. I'm very sorry, Welcome. you unconstant listeners, you. But uh, in case you're curious, yes, denouement, un- unveiling, everyone, unmask. It's midnight and the red death ruled over all. So I have eight lies for you guys today, oh, dear which I Lord. think is a new personal best. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So you guys, you guys know from Stardew Valley and that episode, I don't have a problem with dating thirteen people at the same time. In no, fact, you do I not. think it <laughs> should be encouraged. Nor does your husband. <laughs> he, he does not Damn. mind that you date that many people. <laughs> Um, I think we can really just chalk that up to lack of real life experience, actually. I just don't know how dating works. And so I'm like, yeah, the more the merrier. This is great. Um, You're doing terrific. But but romance in video games can be really entertaining. And I think this might be the most entertaining version. Um, Because in what other game do you get to date nine sentient high school birds at the same time? Whew. Oh my god, it, was it you that sent it was you that sent me that TikTok of the woman who said she's in love with a bird <laughs> and that she had sex with a pigeon or some shit? Yeah, right? she was in love with a pigeon. I think it was a Vice uh video. Yeah. What is up with you and fucking pigeons? <laughs> <laughs> and then later I'll send you a video of there were pigeons having sex in front of Jonah across uh, the patio the other day, and that was very entertaining. Was he really... slow-stroking And they it? looked uh, at him, uh-huh. and they they gestured uh-huh. for him to join. This is the second time that's <laughs> happened to him, and he's traumatized every time, and it's just very entertaining for me. Rats Does with he... wings make me sing. <laughs> <laughs> Does he ever whip it out and start matching their energy to see who wins in a fight? No, but when we were in Denmark, he saw a pagina for the first time, and it really changed excuse him. Ex- excuse me? I- I'll let a- you figure out what that is. You mean a, Daddy? Clo- a clo- cloaca? Is that what the word is? <laughs> that is the word. Good job, okay. Michael. Oh, crikey. <laughs> oh. 
It's like, what? <laughs> um, so yeah, had a full boyfriend video game. It's great. Go get it. Um, you get to play as a human girl. Um, in fact, you're the only human allowed to attend St. Pigeon Nation Institute, an elite school for birds. May I ask why? Oh, we're going to get into why. Also, how, m- how many lies? Eight. She said eight. Oh, sorry. I didn't catch that. Oh, oh, you're fine. Was... No shade. Just telling you. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing about this game that's not absurd. Um, so good luck to you. Um, the name Hatiful essentially means heartful pigeon or heartful dove. So right off the bat, we know we're going to fall in love and it's going to be a bird. Now, is that true or is it just like yeah. heart? Oh, okay. Would you huh. say that the bird might in fact be the word? No, oh, absurd I, is it, the word. <laughs> <laughs> absurd bird is the word. Um, so uh, this isn't. Oh, go I'm ahead. sorry. I just want to. I'm going to stop interrupting. But the every time I've heard you say this, I thought the title of this game was "How to Fool Boyfriend." <laughs> and You're I was like, wrong. I, I've met wrong. some women who've been playing that game for much longer than it was ever dedicated to a console. I guarantee it. I mean, they're probably better at that game than I am at this one. Okay. Um, but it's Hatful H A T O F U L. Okay, well, I stand corrected. <laughs> We're all learning today. Yeah. Oh, Indeed. this is going to be a big learning curve. Um, it's an interactive <laughs> text. <laughs> Let's see what who's on what side Michael of the learning is curve so here. so fucking horny for this episode. <laughs> I, I knew about this game for a while, so it's fun to actually, you know, see someone cover it, because I've never played it myself. Oh, I so. think you're going to want to get it after this, Michael. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, Michael was too busy playing Goat Stimulator. <laughs> it's very addictive once you get into it. It's a very fun game. <laughs> that is exactly the sound it made, too. You wanted to. <laughs> so unlike Goat Stimulator, um, this is an interactive text-based visual novel with 15 different endings. Yes, I have played through them all. Yes, it took too much time, but I don't regret it. How much time? A lot. Probably like about 40 hours. Would it That's make not you that bad? I was going to say, would it make you feel better like to know lot. that like my fr- I'm not even done my first playthrough of Elden Ring and I'm at 70 hours? I have 700 hours on Animal Crossing, so I can't oh, really like okay. <laughs> I was like John I don't have to that. <laughs> yeah, John has got 40 hours per every single character on Dead by Daylight. That's so crazy. Guaranteed. Uh, I feel that's Most an likely. understatement. Most likely. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> disgusting. But when you find the game you love, you just yes. enjoy it. That's the whole point. And the return on investment on games like that is, like, astronomical. Well, it's Shane in Red Dead 2. Yeah, and you're not Michael wrong. Michael in Cuck Simulator. <laughs> that is my favorite game. I've got Michael does love a good one-handed on game. <laughs> no, Michael's is The Simps. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a rough one, guys. So, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game is very simple. Um, you basically get to choose what you say based on given dialogue prompts. Um, you choose what subjects in school you're gonna focus on to help build those stats, and then occasionally you get to choose items that come into play during one certain part of the game. 
Um, does anybody have any emergency beans I can borrow? Because that will be important later on. Oh, I got a bean. <laughs> Do you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably most excited to tell you about Legumentine's Day, but we're going to save that till the end. Okay. Um, so Hattiful Boyfriend is a 2011 vehicle for dating birds. That's it. That's what it is. Um, this Thank set you for in saying pre- vehicle. <laughs> um, it's set in the previously mentioned St. Pigeon Nations Institute. That is not a lie. That is the name of the school. Um, in the city of Little Dove, Hachiman City, Japan. In this version of Earth, the world is populated by sapient birds. St. Pigeons is what... Um, I'll call the school from now on because it's a mouthful and we're going to be talking about the school a lot because that's where most of the game takes place. Okay. Um, so this school was founded as a prestigious academy in a medical research center. Um, all the students there are male doves and pigeons except for you, the human girl. The institute was founded in 2180 with the hopes of helping birds and humans coexist. Why would a school need to exist? Well, because the bird-human war finally ended, and they're trying to find a way to rebuild. I knew it was fucking coming to this. <laughs> Birds I've aren't trying real. To, I've been trying to warn you. <laughs> it's the great turkey invasion as prophesied by the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> <laughs> so within this school, they started the Human Representative Program, um, and that happened in 2187. The program is exactly what it sounds like. The herb? Um, <laughs> <laughs> one healthy human, your character, is chosen to attend the school and is encouraged to date fellow classmates. Where things start to get a little weird is that the program states that if the human dies while in school, the campus goes into immediate lockdown, the birds who attend are all sealed inside, And then they will be handed over as hostages to the humans as prisoners 12 hours after the death of the student is confirmed. Is that bullshit? Yeah. No. What, are they afraid they caught the bird flu? We'll get to that. I mean, (laughs) some germ warfare. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Um, Jesus. (laughs) Yep. No, 100%. That is, we've got like two paragraphs and I will explain to you why the lockdown is important. Oh, good. <laughs> well, we also do learn that the headmaster's office has a control system in it, and should the lockdown take place, they have an escape route. The headmaster also has cyanide beans that are required to be taken to protect the secrets of the school should escape not be possible. I can only imagine that the headmaster is aligned with the hawk party because that's the kind of shit they're into. <laughs> War hawks. I, I, I thought it was aligned with Charles Ng. So you boot up the game, right? You yeah. hit new game, and all this is given to you like immediately. No. Oh, okay. This, this is a hundred hours like, in. Yeah. I thought this... it was like some Star Wars, like you know, scrolling text, like twenty one eighty one. The human bird war is finally ended. It's like the begin beginning of Blade Runner. Yeah, the same 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 principle. <laughs> okay. Um, A lot of this research and a lot of this actual information in the game, you pick up parts and pieces of it as you move through the game. There's also a secret version of the game within the game where you get a lot more details. And then there's also a Christmas version of the game that you can play. Really? 
Yes, and there's also a manga and like a video series. Like that, I I I understand. (laughs) I yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. So I mentioned the hawk party. This is important. We hear about the hawk party a lot. They are one of the bird factions that survived the human bird war, and their whole thing is violence in an anti-human world. Because fuck yeah, fuck people, right? (laughs) Depending on Um, the predatory instinct of. <laughs> Which is funny because it's not made up of just hawks. There are pigeons and doves and other birds in the hawk party because that's who they align with. Oh, I get it. There's like the jets and the sharks. I'm uh-huh. 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 <laughs> All the birds are walking on one talon, snapping with the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that choreographed knife fight. That would be. Wasn't one of the pictures that you shared about the fucking pigeon with a mohawk? Uh huh. I do believe that that picture was from the hawk party. Yeah. I can also guarantee you don't want to see that knife fight, Michael. I've been to chicken fights when I was younger. Oh no! It's, oh, no. it's not all it's cracked up to be. Oh, I, say, I no. actually believe you made it you real. <laughs> it's not comedy anymore. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm sad. It's all fun uh, the- games to you behead a pigeon in your bare hand. <laughs> oh, man, now you or got me stage. thinking hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Hawk Party is also somewhat behind the founding of the school. So they have secretly donated to the school, and they're secretly funding medical research within the school as well. Um, before St. Pigeon Nation was a school, it was actually a building used as a prison for humans, um, in which they required prison labor tasks that required opposable thumbs. So they basically, they, once the war ended, they did round up prisoners and they required them to do things such as typing um, to come up with new manifestos and also new government documents um, that made their lives worse, but they were forced to do it because the birds don't have thumbs and can't type well. I just like the idea that pigeon Elon Musk enslaves <laughs> actual Elon Musk to just be a human typewriter. <laughs> I like it. Not um, just because he'll remind you that the other birds can't jerk him off. <laughs> also requires the thumb. That's a fair point. <laughs> Fortunately, another political party took pity on the human prisoners and helped release them. Um, that compassionate political faction is the Dove Party. Oh. <laughs> is that and true? Because I feel like both of these names are too on the nose. No, those are the real names. Oh. And also, Hawk and Dove are DC characters that work in conjunction with one another. So I'm sensing a conspiracy. <laughs> that makes... Okay. I see it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Dove Party, their whole thing is peace. They want to live... Um, uh, they want to coexist with the humans. They're like, humans are fine. And they were really the ones behind the human representative program in the school. Fucking hippies. And then there's one more party that the game doesn't really discuss. Um, but Nazi that would be party. the crow party. And the crow party's whole thing is to try to like cause dissent between the hawk and the dove party to so they can rise to power. So they're a motorcycle okay, so gang. I was going to say, I was right. It is a Nazi party. Yeah. Like, they're Nazi crows. It's Sam Crow. We we know this to be true. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. It is Sam, mm. Sam Crow, for sure. Um, so I mentioned before, 
the human bird war, you wanted to know why. Well, in the Bad Boys of Love version, the hidden alternative version to the game, <laughs> we learn that Hadiful is set in a post-apocalyptic dystopian future in which a pandemic of deadly mutated strain of H5N1 virus or the bird flu that nearly has wipes- to be bullshit. It's not. <laughs> well, you I'm did say to, like, this came out in 2011, so. Yeah. Uh, I just feel was- like putting H1N1 into a st- as a story device is just. <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> but it gets worse. Okay. It's like we're just, we're just at the tip of the iceberg here, friends. And, and just so you know, this bird flu takes place in 2068. So. Another pandemic to look forward to, guys. Oh, good. Really exciting. Hell yeah. Hope this one kills me. <laughs> me too. I just want to live to 2069. That's all I ask. Oh, nice. shut it. <laughs> so one year into this new pandemic. That's exciting for you, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, except you're going to be 69 and a bird. <laughs> I'd watch it. If if it helps me live till then. <laughs> you got to desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm not a proud man. <laughs> Beak me, daddy. <laughs> Searching for love in all the wrong places. Oh, Pidgey. It's the Michael Clark story, everybody. Oh, peck me, daddy. Uh, peck me hard. Give me the bird. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. <gasps> So yeah, bird flu. So basically what happens is the humans, in attempt to survive this flu, they release a counter virus um, cultivated to destroy the birds. That Their hope is that this virus will kill off all the birds, killing the flu, and end it. Did, so they, um, just call it, did they call it the human flu? <laughs> you know what? They don't actually give a name for the virus. No, they just put a bunch of windows up all over the planet. (laughs) It's a Windex ad. (laughs) We'll eradicate the fuckers. (laughs) Is Eisenhower behind this? Somehow? You know he is. Um, That ends up backfiring. Um, As the birds who resist the counter virus instead develop human-level intelligence... Um, warm soon breaks out between um, the surviving humans and the now sentient birds. And <laughs> basically, birds become the planet's new dominant species. This is like Gorilla Grodd meets the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> um, following several terrorist attacks by human insurgency, all remaining humans have been forced to live in the wilderness away from civilization in a form of segregation. Think human reserves the way we have bird sanctuaries now. Okay. Um, and now we get to the main storyline. Damn. Damn near killed <laughs> Michael, her. you I'm, look I'm... so stressed out. <laughs> I want... I wanted to say that it reminded me of Planet of the Apes, but I wasn't sure when to like seek that in there, and so I kind of just are you dealt being with it. bashful? Look at you, you little. Cutie. I just I was trying to you know have like develop flow and oh, you know, he's good hiding behind his pop filter. He looks adorable. Uh, Look at this guy. Oh no, you're gonna make me blush. <laughs> no, I think he's more concerned that his haircut looks like a bird haircut. <laughs> I was trying to replicate oh, one of those uh, mohawk. 
No. Captain Quail over here. Mm-hmm. Tuk, Isn't that the sidekick in, uh, in Doug? Uh, Isn't it Quail Man? I thought it was Owl Man's oh, sidekick. Yeah. Oh, but... yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Michael, uh, you look adorable. You, you see where you want to see. You see anywhere yeah, you need to, buddy. Jump in there. Yeah, you oh, beautiful okay. bitch. You just throw it out there. This sounds a lot like Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to just be like, Whoa. you blew it all to hell. But you you're did just stinking paws off me, you <laughs> damn <laughs> dirty <laughs> bird. <laughs> Birds don't have paws, asshole. It was like, um, these are claws. They're talons. They identify as paws? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> So the way that I originally came across this game, it was a PlayStation Plus free game of the month. Um, You can actually go ahead and buy this game for $10 on Steam. And I think you should. I think that this is money well invested. Um, Like I said, there's 15 endings. I don't want to spoil all of them for you, but I do want to highlight some of my favorite endings to the game. Is there actually 15 endings? There are. I don't remember if I asked that or not. Nope. Okay. But that's usually the case for, like, dating simulators or visual novel dating simulators. And that is technically what this is, is a dating simulator? hmm Okay. Are they happy endings? Some, I'm presuming. Or okay, are they so all sad? Guys, 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 guys. <laughs> We're not talking We're legal, remember? We don't talk about certain things. He wasn't I, saying I, that at all. And I was not. You're the one who took it there, you prevert. Yeah, he was just asking, Are the, is there a good, nice ending? I'm just saying bad endings are for the birds. <laughs> You're let's not wrong. I was going to say, let's leave it to Courtney to tell us the bad endings. Because and the good now endings. that I think about it, none of the endings are good. Oh. At, at least the ones that I highlighted because I apparently don't enjoy a happy ending to a love story. So anyways... <laughs> you are going to make sure to include what your favorite ending is, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So you play as a girl named Hayoko Tosuka. Um, she grew up on a human nature preserve. Um, her parents are unfortunately killed during the Heartful House incident. That could be a whole episode, so we're not going to get into it. Um, but basically, they were trying to play mediators between um, some radical humans and birds. They got killed. It was a bummer. Um, she lives in a cave, like a literal cave. They show that multiple times. Like she'll go home at the end of the day to a cave with like a blanket on the floor. Bullshit. Um, You're just hitting me back for the Johnny Cash nonsense. (laughs) No. That would be good though. No, she lives just like Michael. Um, she. (laughs) All I need is my cave and my good old trusty blanket. I'm, I'm, I'm set. (laughs) Um, she eventually becomes a bird sympathizer when our next main character, Ryuta, a rock dove, falls from his nest and she helps to care for him. Eight years after rescuing him, um, they both enroll at St. Pigeons together. Um, in ending number one of the game, you're required to play through this before you can play through any other ending. Um, you fall in love with your childhood friend, Ryuta. Um, he's working many jobs supporting his sickly mother and eventually shows up at the cafe you work at. Um, it's a bird cafe for birds, but you're a person and you work there. I, it's a long story. Oh, okay. Sounds yeah. a lot like free labor to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we do now. We take birds from the bird preserve. We put them in bird cafes where it's humans buying 
and all that stuff, but they work behind the counter. Yeah. It's all a trick, man. <laughs> it's all Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> this goes right to the top. All the way to the top. Goddamn Taheen. <laughs> That's quality. <laughs> So one day, Ryuta basically shows up at your job and you are forced to resign so he can have your job because he's trying to support his dying mother. Um, It doesn't matter. His mother ends up dying anyways, and he just kind of loses his mind. Um, Even though he loves Hiyoko, he can't look past the life expectancy discrepancy between birds and humans. Having seen his mother suffer, suffer after his father died, Ryuta decides he can't put you through that. He dumps you. This ending is called While It Lasts. Bitch. Damn. <laughs> Oof. It's, it's devastating, guys. Yeah, it's a little too much reality for Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next ending I'm going to talk about is ending number four. Um, in this game, it's called Dreams End. Um, it involves a mourning dove, spelled M-O-U-R-N, mourning. Oh. So it wears a veil. <laughs> uh, his name is Nagaki, and he is a quiet freshman at St. Pigeons. He loves books, um, and you keep running into him in the library. Like, that's the only spot you ever see him. Your character uh, becomes good friends with him. You tell him about your everyday school adventures, and he starts to fall in love with you. What kind of books do they read? I don't remember. It's a like trajectory but... of shit onto a car. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all about air capacity or, or weight um, capacities. And John, and... you're thinking of Gravity's Rainbow, I believe, is the exact <laughs> title of that book. <laughs> a splat, my memoir. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Scatological, the tale of shitting on cars and other things too. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I have no idea what they read, but um, it turns out fucking can't because they don't exist. Sorry, no, John. (laughs) Suspend your disbelief in birds for one moment to enjoy this fake dating simulator of birds. I ain't gonna listen to no tales about no damn birds. This is very real for me, John, and I feel like you're gaslighting me about my bird dating game. Okay, fuck you. I can bring him back. I can bring him back, John. They look at pornography, and in fact, it's called <laughs> Dirty Birdie. Oh, okay. He's like, like oh, you. I'm back in now. <laughs> Even the pigeons have stroke mags. Oh, okay. Well, that's all you had to say. Yeah, I'd see. <laughs> that's why he's going into the library. He sneaks Dirty Birdie with him. You had me talking politics. That's all. Indeed. <laughs> So he starts to fall in love with your character, um, but it turns out he's a ghost who died in a very gruesome way. <laughs> so moaning, moaning Myrtle over here. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. But she's beautiful, um, but she's dying. <laughs> um, it turns out that he is trapped in the library. He can't leave, but your budding romance is enough to fulfill his ghosty little soul, and he disappears, crossing over to the other side as he professes his love to you. That's cute. It's another Forrest Whitaker vehicle we didn't see, Ghost Bird. Um, while you're going through this, um, some other endings that I didn't get into more detail, but just some characters I think you'll find interesting. Um, you can romance one of your teachers. 
Um, oh. He's a silver king quail, um, and he's really into math. So if you pursue math, you can be with a quail. <laughs> he drops um, a piece of chalk, and he's like seductively picking it up. Just, just fucking, with his beak. <laughs> just this little fucking pigeon. His like, little oh, like dangle thing is like oh flopping around. God, is he presenting himself? <laughs> I think he wants to mate. <laughs> In this uh, instance, however, though, if you want to charm teacher, you don't give them the apple, you give them a worm. Yes. Yeah. You True. smell different. Some <laughs> <laughs> a f- fucking human. <laughs> Got olfactory um, nonsense happening here. Well, I just really love that it. this game also contains the trope of hot for teacher, but teacher is still a bird. <laughs> of um, course. It's because love is for the birds, baby. <laughs> hey, please, please, please. Interspecies erotica, fucko, all right? <laughs> yes. Get yes. the terminology straight. Um, there's also a bleeding heart dove. Um, so it's a white bird that has like a red patch on its front, hence the name. Um, his name is Angel. Um, he turns out to be a reincarnation of the crimson fallen angel of Judeca. Um, so while you're dating him, he that just like... cannot be true. That's 100% true. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do, and you'll clean it up. So, what happens when you're dating him? <laughs> so, you basically, while dating him, um, you secretly, like, along the way, you get all these hints that he might actually be an angel, and then the name is just way too on the nose. And then by the end, he just kind of leaves you because in this game, nobody really actually loves you guys. Do I'm they sorry perform Goo- the uh, Goo Goo Dolls song Iris as he leaves, or? <laughs> No, but that would be really apt, actually. Are there any goth birds? Yes. I would say Angel is... I will... <laughs> so in the game, there are... It shows you what the actual bird would look like. And then it has manga or anime style people that are depicting what the bird would look like if they were people. And he would definitely be like your goth or emo dude and he's also i think a secret agent i don't remember i might be mixing him up with somebody else i mean who can keep track yeah it's there's too many birds whatever's Um, burning in those sensors over there has got to be strong (laughs) um if you're interested you can also date yuya and sakuya they're half brothers um, oh, they're both fantail pigeons. If you're Ooh, interested, making the wobbly fair. H with a pair of pigeons. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, there's plenty of options. Um, one of the things that really cracked me up in the wiki that I was using for this, it talked about this next bird. I'm going to tell you his ending being the most dateable, and I don't understand that because we thought this was the most absurd ending in the whole game. Um, so you can date Okosan, who's also a fantail pigeon, um, in his complete ending, because he has multiple endings. Lucky um, him. <laughs> how how complex is it to find the complete endings versus just like, you know, your base It ending? has a lot to do with dialogue selection and which... Um, which subjects in school you focus on? So it's like this one. This is this one of those games where you're like on an Excel spreadsheet. Like, okay, I said X. Next time I should try X. Or you just like look up guides to get that. Yeah, and it's there a flow are, chart. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. We definitely had to do that for a few of them because it was like, okay, we've gotten the same ending multiple times for this bird. How do we get the next ending? And how long is like an average playthrough? 
to get an ending? I would say probably 30 to 45 minutes, depending on oh, how, not bad at all. how long you read the dialogue. But it has been a while. I could be oh, wrong Oh, there's on pictures that. in it. I don't need to read. <laughs> He's just looking at various <laughs> pictures of birds. He's like, a bird... <laughs> Another bird. Oh, it's another bird. Oh, it's a new bird. (laughs) Another one. Sorry. I can read people's energies. It's because I'm a Sagittarius, so. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, they're birds, so it makes it a little difficult. That that makes sense. Um, So to get his complete ending, you have to raise your vitality as much as possible throughout the game, and you have to select the correct. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, that's that's the appropriate look. Yeah. You want to have high vitality. Endings. I yes, you're gonna need it. That's a living. Um, there's also <laughs> certain dialogue prompts that you have to choose. Um, for example, he mentions to you he has a dream envisioning Lord Putty. We'll explain who Lord Putty is in a minute. Um, but instead of saying um, "at last he returns," or excuse me, you say "at last he returns" instead of "and the pudding is invincible." Um, that's very important. <laughs> To get to get his ending. So, not to derail too much here, but my, my brother oh, no, was in please. town, and he was talking about how him and his friend, because they're, they're they're in marketing, like that's what they do for yeah. a living. Um, they're, oh. they're debating starting like a side company where they're making like video game merch that's like not licensed, but just not referential enough sure. that they would get flagged. So, like their big things like Bioshock, and I don't remember the exact example they have, but like. The pudding line with a picture of a bird would be kind of in the wheelhouse of what they're getting at. That would be and, beautiful. Or is it the pudding? The pudding is what? The pudding. Uh, the, pudding the pudding is invincible. The pudding is invincible, I think, is a yeah, very with, beautiful sentence. <laughs> uh, with a nice little, like, pigeon on the front, yeah. I would buy that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... Oko-san, the bird, and Hiyoko find the ultimate pudding. So the whole time you're dating him, his whole th- he is obsessed with pudding. He literally talks about pudding the whole time. If you understand Japanese culture, pudding is a big thing over there. Goddamn Cosby and- bird. Also, anytime you're around- oh, no. <laughs> also, anytime you're around drunk Sam, you know, that, that could... Oh. Yeah. You're not wrong. Sure. The pudding's invisible. <laughs> Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okosan eventually regains his memories of being Lord Pudding, God of Pudding, and he engulfs the whole world in Pudding, changing the world into a better place. Um, and then he leaves you. He He's like, I'm busy being the God of Pudding. Uh, we can't be together. Is the Pudding bullshit? No. Okay. I like it a lot. <laughs> And that's why I thought it was bullshit. Wait, wouldn't that kill everyone? So you wouldn't need to break up with you if you're already dead. What if you built an ark in advance? Oh, the pudding ark. Okay. If it's made out of graham crackers, it would be delicious. Ooh. We built this city. <laughs> Man, I'm just fat enough. I could probably still live if you tried just... to drown me in pudding. <laughs> just open up and let it take me. I... Eat your way out. If it was butterscotch, man, I'd be smooth sailing. Mm. I think that was actually Jonah's favorite ending, was dating the pudding god. Becoming god emperor of Pudding Town? Yeah. I can see why he'd be the most dateable. 
And he's, uh, well, he's putting it where it don't belong. Because exactly. he's got the pudding Amen. pop. <laughs> oh, no. He's putting papa. Um, the most <laughs> gruesome ending, um, in my opinion, is the one that's called Such Beautiful Eyes You Have. Oh, no. Yeah. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> You are dating Shu, the chucker pigeon, who is the school's doctor. And he definitely has his feathers in some really fucked up shit. He always seems to pop up behind you with, like, no reason or warning. And he's generally unliked and untrusted by everyone around the school. But you take your chances with him. You Maybe smell he's... different. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just mi- misunderstood, you know? Yeah. Um, In this playthrough of the game your character hyoko wishes to rule the world from the shadows like this is her evil character arc and she is the perfect guy to date for that um was also he a- he's 26 and you're like 15 but anyway like, what that is doesn't he a matter. goose <laughs> just walking no, all of a sudden honk <laughs> <laughs> School fight. <laughs> Anybody fucks with me, they're going to get the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and to preface, shoe is S H U U. Okay. Not, oh, not like okay. the physical shoe. Yeah. Yeah, not I like understand. it's cousin boot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's spelled with two U's instead of two O's. Yeah. Um, so before the students leave for summer vacation, Hyoko, um, basically asks if during the break, you know, Shu wants to spend more time together, get to know each other. Um, and at the same time, she also confronts Shu about rumors of students going missing. Um, she says it would be cool if the urban legend were true and the doctor keeps that in mind for later. Um, so he can explain later on. Maybe what's going on if he trusts her enough. So we're waiting for the other shoe to fall. Exactly. Um, with each encounter, the doctor's the doctor's interest for primate psychology grows a little more. Shu kills Angel during this time and is grateful when Hioka retrieves the missing bird's ID from the stairwell and brings it to him. Hioko ca- confesses her feelings for Shu, which he claims to return. To some extent. He's kind of cagey about falling in love with her. But that'll make sense later. I only want you for your mind. <laughs> um, Hyoko then goes on to take on a bunch of infirmary duties. Prior to that, the bird named Yuya, who is one of the brothers that I mentioned earlier, was doing them, but he goes missing. Dr. Shu sends a package to Hyoko on Christmas Eve containing a pen made from Yuya's feathers and Yuya's flesh presented as a chicken, and so she eats it. It's a fucking Hannibal Lecter bird here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Shu then dismembers an unidentified student in the infirmary, leaving the room and evidence for Hyoko to find. Apparently, she's all good with that. Um, she then goes on to find out that during Christmas, she ate her friend Yuya. <laughs> Makes sense. That tracks. Shu explains he can't love her more strongly than he already loves his research, um, but is pleased by her dedication and so promises to put her body and brain to good experimental use while keeping her head as a trophy. He promptly kills Yoko by slicing her neck with a cleaver. 
Is that a bullshit ending? No. Oh, wow. Does he, in fact, hot. convert her into a shoe pastry? That I would appreciate, but unfortunately, no. <laughs> not enough butter? Not en- No, unfortunately not. In the extended ending, Shu goes on the run with Hiyoko's remains and becomes a target of the Hawk Party's field agents for refusing to turn over the classified sample of her brain. Because as we know, if the student dies while in school, the school goes in lockdown. Right. And then all of the birds are turned over to the humans. Yeah, I mean, that the doctor... makes logical sense. Right. <laughs> the doctor plans to break the jar and commit suicide, though only after confirming Hiyoko did indeed have feelings for him. That's true. <laughs> I don't believe you. Let me harvest your brain to make sure. Yeah. And so at that point, it gives you three dialogue options to choose from. And that's basically how you end this fleeting romance. Um, You can either say, ew, I didn't like you this much. (laughs) Please. Um, You can say, um, this is all moving too quickly for me. (laughs) Or you are my soulmate. End it now so we can be together. Can I call bullshit on the, uh, this is moving too quickly for me? <laughs> that is bullshit. Oh! <laughs> um, I'm hey, actually, I'm going to let you in. All three of those answers were bullshit. I okay. was going to ask, is she? did she come back as a spirit to say this? Oh, he could have, you know, hooked her brain up to electrodes and is just dialing in. If I remember correctly, it basically shows a jar and you are given three dialogue prompts. It is yes, yes, or yes. He does not give you the option to say you do not love him. Man. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Well, maybe yes. <laughs> so after you choose one of the yeses, doesn't really matter. He breaks the jar, jumps into the water, and is immediately gunned down by the Hawk agents. And that's how that story ends. Damn. Nice. Yeah, that's a Tom Harris fan. Guaranteed. There's brains involved. (laughs) Very heartwarming. This one is probably my favorite ending. So this is number 13, and it's called The Chemistry Between Us. Um... Well, we're throwing the Bush Chemistry references now. Between us. Oh, say. God damn it. Yes, we're on the same page as always. I, I don't know what that is. But uh, don't. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a type of foliage. You're better for it. Yeah. Oh. Hey, I like Bush. It's a former president. <laughs> One Great. of the two. Indeed. What? I don't understand. It's a grunge band. Well, grunge, not really. But. The, no, the the chemicals between us was a a f- semi popular <laughs> song by the alternative rock band Bush. Yeah, I like how much this is hurting John. Er, early aughts. I just like that Michael's hurt. Like he's like, don't make fun of Bush. They're the only band that's ever existed. <laughs> Listen, Bush <laughs> is. I didn't defend him that much. I was like, hey, they're I in a them. golden state. Oh, I love Bush. I actually have of, a copy of Sixteen Stone on vinyl right behind me here. They're one of five bands that I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they okay, have to be protected. Songs. Ooh, yes, do it. Uh, let's see the chemicals between us. No, nope. um, we're taking that one off. Glycerine, <laughs> glycerine, okay, that's two. Okay. Oh, and that's this been is gatekeeping a, with dude, Michael. This is anyway. a layup, right. Michael. 
I, I can't answer questions while put on the spot. Uh, machine head, cold, oh contagious. Uh, I mean, come down. Indeed. Oh, fuck. Alien. <laughs> I don't think that's one of them, Michael. I'm very it's upset. Greedy fly, swallow. Yeah, we can do this all day. Ah, uh, I'm just. And I don't myself. even like them that much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And that's been Music Corner with Michael. He's Stay tuned next week when he talks about a band he's never heard of, but knows You're a fucking 13-year-old girl wearing the Nirvana shirt for the smiley face. <laughs> Man, you don't know how ironic this is. <laughs> because he was that girl wearing... No, uh, in, in about, you know, uh, I assume... Wait till the after dark. Oh, oh no. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Who am I going to be Say fucking... <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in ending 13, our girl Hyoko meets the very private and secretive Megumi, a rock dove with a secret. <gasps> <laughs> While working hard to do well in gym class and math, um, which are his two favorite subjects. So, obviously, like that's where we got to put our energy. Hyoko starts to hear disturbing rumors about the shy dove. His parents were captured by the Hawk Party for sympathizing with humans when he was just a fledgling. His aunt steps up and raises him, but to her dismay, he gets involved with a a wealthy human scientist who believes he can save the world and end the conflict by transferring the birds' new consciousnesses into the bodies of the fallen humans. Throughout the school year, you notice that Megumi is following you around and mimicking your every move, picking up your behaviors. Finally, you confront him about his strange behavior, and you also profess your love for him because he has a clear appreciation for human culture. (laughs) Megami takes you to the scientist who has finally completed his research, and Megami asks you to pick which body you would prefer his consciousness to go into. Hyoko runs out crying and is disgusted because her love was for the rock dove, not some creepy human boy body that he wants to be put inside of. Makes sense. Filled with rage of love lost, Megumi burns down the lab with himself and the lead scientist still inside. Damn. Sounds pretty wild. Can't handle rejection very well. No. Like you said, there's there's no happy endings in this. I I don't think I realized that till you guys asked. Like nobody ends up with Hiyoko at the end. Getting really weird. No one your name. Indeed, they won't. I'm getting very odd C-Lab, would you put your brain in a robot body kind of vibes out of this whole thing. <laughs> this also feels uh, tangential because it's Adult Swim. My wind-down show for the past week and a half has been Metalocalypse at night because the episodes are only 10 minutes long. Right. And it's a similar stuff where they're, like it always ends in, well, way more grotesque on Metalocalypse, but tangential to what you're talking about. It'll end in tears. Yeah, unfortunately, guys, love, you know, doesn't always go your way. Um, So obviously, with all this very dark content, I wanted to leave you on a high note. And that would be talking about my favorite thing from the game, which is Legumentine's Day. (laughs) Which is an in-game made-up holiday that Jonah and I celebrate in real life. Anyways. (laughs) This holiday takes place on February 3rd. Um, girls are encouraged to buy packaged beans and give them to the bird they like. The tradition. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm following. <laughs> um, the tradition began as a. 
Shane's over <laughs> Shane's over here like, holy fuck, I received beans in the mail at the beginning of February and I had no idea what it was about. No, I'm that over here sense. going like it would refried be appropriate. Uh, <laughs> I am going to get into which beans I would give each of you, so we will get there. All right. Uh Spoilers. (laughs) Uh, The tradition began as a combination of the real-life Japanese holiday Setsuban, which involves a lot of bean eating and bean throwing to ward off evil spirits that bring disaster, misfortune, and bad health, and also marks the end of winter. I fart in your general direction. (laughs) For protection. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like garlic to vampires. (laughs) Look, Japanese demons are different. I don't know what to tell you. Bad breath, gas. I mean, you'll put somebody off, guaranteed. And then, of course, the other holiday that it's mixed with is Western Valentine's Day, which is the celebration of Emperor Claudius II executing two men, both named Valentine, on February 14th of different years in the 3rd century. Their martyrdom was honored by the Catholic Church, and thus we celebrate Valentine's Day. Is that true? That story that about is Saint the, Valentine's. Okay, that is the original cool Valentine's Day story. But of course, it was later co-opted by Hallmark chocolate companies and restaurants to trick you into spending money on someone you may not even like. But this is why Cupid shoots him with an arrow because they were shot in the throat with arrows, and you're <laughs> to blame. Actually, it was to the knee, but anyways. It's modeled oh. after Daryl from The Walking Dead, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but since we're calling bullshits, I was going to call bullshit on whether or not throwing beans and spirits <laughs> is actually a, a real practice. Yeah, grow that, up. That is a real practice. <laughs> You've never been haunted and it shows. <laughs> Oh, I'm haunted. I have to take my clothes off every day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Smash all. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. What do you got? I was going to say I smash all my mirrors and people are like, oh, because of bad luck or something. And no, no, because I don't like to look at myself. I was going to say, yeah, you're the tooth fairy. Wait, John, didn't you make me watch that stupid tooth fairy movie? I did. I did. Yeah. uh, Darkness Falls. Yeah. No, I was sticking with the Hannibal Lecter run here. Come on. Oh, you're going Tooth Fairy. I was going like to Red Dragon Tooth killer. Fairy. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. Maybe I think Darkness Falls is better than Thomas. <laughs> I can't do it. I will crawl through this camera right now. <laughs> that That's one of the worst shit. pieces of shit I've will, ever encountered in my I'll life. Probably, I'll probably say that the time that Courtney and I watched together might be the last time I ever watched that movie. <laughs> the nostalgia's gone. <laughs> If I if I want to watch something like that, honestly, like um, scary stories is campy would, enough and appreciable that yeah, I would much rather watch something like that. I would give it another shot over watching Darkness Falls. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, I think Darkness Falls is my favorite movie, actually. Um, but anyways, in the Oof. game. <laughs> Um, Beans are the only item that you can purchase, Um, and this is important because depending on which bean you give to the bird you're dating, that does trigger which ending is going to happen. Okay. Maybe he prefers the racing blend. Uh, Maybe he's a bitter black bean guy. I don't know. Racist. Yeah. Personally, I would give Michael calm corn. Uh, For Shane, you would get the country millet. And for John, you would get the swollen hemp because 
it's hemp and that's it makes fair. sense that that's fair i accept that yeah <laughs> what are so, you trying to imply i like biscuits and gravy or something <laughs> Yeah, you country millet-looking ass yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> I like how much of country fried beef. Anybody, anybody want a peanut? Boy, if I could really want to have some french fried beef right now. <laughs> and I'm, him. <laughs> I'm trying to remember which bird caused me to give you that as the option, but I don't think I remember. I want to say it's one of the brother birds. As the sling bird, yeah. Slingbird. Yeah. <laughs> call it but, a slingbird. A lot of folks call it a bird, but I call it a slingbird. <laughs> but I would like to point out that my theory holds up that depending on which bean I gave you did cause a reaction. So here we are. Indeed, I want to go buy some bib balls and marry a cousin. <laughs> you can do that. Roll tide. Have you also noticed that Michael hasn't said anything since I gave him, you know, the comcorn? It's working. I was very disappointed <laughs> in myself that you needed to give me calm corn because I'm out of control. Hey, Daddy? <laughs> it's falling away from me? <laughs> falling Got the away? Life? Yeah. I'm so blind. <laughs> so, um... That is had a full boyfriend in a nutshell for you. Um, and we, I really sounded more like a bird seed. I was like, we still haven't established how we're fooling the boys at all. <laughs> They're back in the museum. They're only doing it doggy style. I really hope you all, you won't, but one of you, Michael, will go and buy this game and play through it because I really think you would enjoy the visuals specifically because as i showed you before like some of the birds have mohawks um i want to say there's one point where you date a girl bird who has a moped and she leaves you for like a biker gang but i might be wrong on that but i really think that like if i'm not mistaken michael's played the toast simulator so he'll play anything no i actually refuse to play that uh because that's an actual very difficult game Oh. Toast. I, I am toast. That is what it's called. It looks terrible. It yes, it is it, absolutely trash. That's why I assumed but, that you probably played it. I've been trying. No. To, I've been trying to play. I am toast every night in the bathtub <laughs> for like twelve years. Well, that's why Melissa turned the water off. <laughs> Saved my life tonight. Holy shit! This conspiracy does go all the way to the top. You're it right. does indeed. Elton John Ever wrote since- a song about it. Ever since Michael killed Epstein, it's just been downhill. <laughs> I forgot. About I would have thought since Michael caused September 11th that everything was downhill. <laughs> y- yeah, I would say that one more. Yeah, that was. I mean, Epstein. Nine eleven already happened then. Well, when Michael had sex with that pangla and gave us all COVID, that's actually when it all went downhill. If you'd given that him more calm true. corn, he would have been able to, like, you know, restrain himself. Uh, yeah. I can't he contain just, myself without my calm corn. He just had to use one of his shotgun blasts on that poor pangola. <laughs> Drowned it. Um. So anyways, do you guys have any stabs on lies? I don't think you got a single one. No, oh, we, got no the, we did. Oh, we got lies. We got the doctor ending. No, you're right. You did get the the three yeses is the actual ending. I will that. only take credit for one. But that was only one lie. I didn't count it as three. Mother. Good. 
Well, fuck us up with some knowledge. Yep. Um, so I told you at the beginning that you date nine high school aged birds, and then I later told you that you dated a teacher yeah. and medical personnel. <laughs> I mean, it could have been a teenage medical personnel, <laughs> the Doogie Hauser of birds. I guess you were you were definitely hinting at that because you said teacher, and then you said, "Oh, by the way, he's twenty six when you referred to shoe." So yes, correct. Yeah. Um, I told you that the headmaster had cyanide beans. I made that up. <laughs> that is very good, not- though. They'll never take me alive. Um, I told you that the the humans were held captive to type up new government documents because they have opposable <laughs> thumbs. That's not true. That didn't they don't? happen. They don't have opposable thumbs? <laughs> no opposable thumbs the on birds, any of the humans oh, in The birds game. aren't interested in manuscripts. That was part of the surrender condition. They got moved to, uh, it's like getting your the wings clipped for birds. It's getting our yeah. thumbs snipped off. <laughs> you can't escape now, can you? You can't grab anything. The inner workings of your mind. <laughs> I, it's be- it's a beautiful mind, I would say. So yeah, no, they they weren't held captive to type up new government documents that further enslaved them. That's not true. Okay. Um, I told you that Ryuta forced you to quit your job um, so he could have it. Um, you actually get to choose whether or not to give him your job. You do have a choice in that. Ah. Um, you probably give it to him because you feel bad, but either way, his mom dies, so it doesn't matter. Okay. okay. Well, I'll remember that. You won't. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> and then, of course, we got the yes, yes, yes. Um, ending number 13, I made up completely. Um, there's no human con- or bird consciousness going into humans. There's no lab fire. That was just, this game is so absurd that I was like, I could literally make up anything and you're going to believe it. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Extraordinarily well done. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a shame lie. That is had a full boyfriend. But how do you fool the boyfriend? <laughs> I don't know. As Shane. Firstly, you wear a dress. <laughs> Say word or <laughs> step one, wear a dress. High high stockings help. Um moving on. I, I want to hear more. Oh. Nope. Yeah. I'm gonna leave this alone. I was writing these down. Oh, yeah. good. And that is oh, well. your boyfriend. I'm I'm totally snowed right now. In fact, I'm Snowden. Prove it. Well, I'm living in Russia, so. <laughs> in this climate? <laughs> and the bird I'm in love with is a crane. Ooh. Very pretty. In fact, it could be the Ukraine. But uh... <laughs> I am really sad because I thought you were referencing an actual story of a crane that is in captivity that has fallen in love with its keeper and will not mate with other species or other birds within the species and has been required to be inseminated by the keeper to keep the species alive. Yeah, I like the Decemberists too. Jesus, you don't got to flex that hard. I mean, come I on. Even a thing called love. <laughs> it's called the Crane Wife. I listened to it. It's a great record. It's a good record. Indeed. <sighs> and they laid Ed- Edgar Watson in his grave. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. Well, thank you, as always, for carrying the load and, uh, you know, <laughs> making sure that we fed it to the birds because it was a delightful time, Courtney. You're marvelous. <laughs> Truly. That was fun. Indeed. indeed. Uh, I don't, was it, I can't believe that it actually was a free game on PlayStation. Yeah. 
That was probably about six years ago. Okay. I can. Oh. What was that? That's why. I can. Uh, and speaking of things that you get for free, you, in fact, get content from us every wonderful week, free for nothing. You don't got to give us nothing, but perhaps you can give us a little love and attention. Uh, you know, you could like, subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. And just tune in every week uh, because, you know, it, it helps to, to make us feel like we are doing something for the world in a positive way and not just being small-town bird lawyers. Mm-hmm. And tell your friends, too, the ones that will still listen to you. You Indeed. won't. Yeah, do it. Hate listen. Do it. We dare you. Give me an analytic pity fuck. <laughs> There's a t-shirt for you. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of merch, there may be some interesting things winging your way at Fan Fusion at the end of May. Woo! Don't say a goddamn thing, John. <laughs> Come check us out. We're going to have four phenomenal panels. It's going to be a lot of fun, one of which is going to be an actual live episode of this glorious little podcast, and we may not actually distribute that anywhere. You might not be able to hear that ever unless you show up to this event, so be warned. You might be missing out on something. But otherwise, if you don't want to miss out on anything, there is a link tree below that will get us all the relevant socials. And in fact, we'll probably have a link to get you tickets to Fan Fusion if you are so inclined. So go peep that out. And also, of course, you can check back in here every Marvelous Monday morning. New episodes winging your way on your preferred podcast provider app. We are also going to be on YouTube this week. So go check us out on Wednesday for an After Dark, which I guarantee... You do not want to miss. This is going to be a rare, unique, and marvelous moment where I get to spring something on my cohorts here that I am ecstatic about and uh, may actually factor into some of said merch. So, if I have sufficiently baited the hook, perhaps I will be able to catch a bird. And so, for the Disinformed Podcast this week, we're going to wrap this silly thing up just like a backyard taco. And I am Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And zippity zoop, we're out of here. Caw-caw.